Welcome to the Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books and so much more. This is Jordan Rich with my good friend Ken Gloss, the proprietor of one of the most treasured bookstores in the world, the Brattle, which is located on West Street in Boston. If you haven't had a chance to visit, do so next time you come to town, whether you're an outsider or not. And Ken, if you're coming to town, you're no doubt going to be somehow connected to public transportation. It's, I believe, the historically the oldest subway system in the country. It is in the Boston. oldest. Uh, in the late 1800s, they it was so crowded on, along Tremont Street yes. and up Boylston Street in that area with not cars but horses and horse carriage that they had to get some sort of public transportation system in. Right. And you actually, when you're in the stations at Park Street, which was one of the first stations, uh, they have sometimes old pictures, and you can see them digging down, uh, making the tunnels. And it was a very short route initially. Yeah, it's only it's, B- Boylston stop to Park Street stop. Uh, yeah, but it was to take away some of that uh, horrendous traffic, foot traffic and, and horse traffic. Well, horse traffic. They also had horse-drawn trolleys right. and all of that going on. But it just, you know, you think of traffic and you think of the automobile. That's what we think of. No, you can have horses. You can have people getting hurt getting run down, uh, accidents between the two. Uh, You know, sometimes you talk about a car sort of taking off. Someone either puts their foot on the gas or the brake. Well, think about a horse. If they get out of control, all of a sudden decide they want to take off. It can be dangerous. And by the way, we had that famous race with New York. We won, by the way. We won. It was close, but we won in terms of the first subway in America. That's absolutely. But the subway, there are people who absolutely love collecting anything about subway, well, trains in general. Right. And then sort of a subset of all that is the subways or the what they sometimes call the interurban. In uh, the way that all developed, the buses the uh, that went through the trolley cars uh, in Massachusetts, the trackless trolleys, the electric ones oh, that yes. go out of Harvard Square. And we recently had someone come in uh, the person I'm assuming had probably passed on, but his daughter came in with a whole box full of old pamphlets, timetables, mm. uh, all folded up, and uh, and maps of the different routes, the the route numbers, and there is an incredible collecting community for this type of material, and and I think it's like many of the things that you collect. These a lot of these go back to the late 40s. 50s, uh, and even a little bit beyond. And then they also have postcards, which even go back earlier. But I remember getting on the trolleys back in the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, Matter of fact, I look back at it now in the fact that my parents uh, let me, when I was eight and nine years old, go from uh, the Dorchester area near Franklin Field up the Talbot Ave or the Norfolk Street bus to Ashmont Station sure. and then get on at Ashmont, get out of park. Now, I will say they went with me the first two or three or four times, let me lead them. But I remember going in. But I look at a map like oh, this, this is and so I look cool. at some of the items and I go, well, I was on one of those. And I took that. You recall dime time, correct? When when it was a dime, probably less even in the early days. Well, it was even less when you were seven and eight years right. old. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, in before they had tokens, before they had Charlie cards, 
Uh, and of course, then you'll remember the famous Kingston Trio song, Charlie and the MTA. Absolutely. That put us on the map. No question about that. But, so th- this is uh, one I'm looking at, just in case people are hearing me f- moving paper around. It's called the System Route Map, Metropolitan Transit Authority, MTA. And it's so extensive. It's got every route and every possible bus line bus and line, gives you numbers, the numbers and where dates, to go. times, etc. And that's one of the nice ones because that one has the routes. Now, some of the other ones that I brought in are just the travel information, the Boston Elevated, and it sort of in print tells you where it goes uh, with maybe smaller maps uh, that don't fold out. Or here's the OWL okay. service. Ah, now, this and is it, something we could use today. Yeah, absolutely. What, you, what is the OWL service? Explain. Well, the OWL service obviously goes later at night. Yeah. Uh, and that's always actually been an issue with the Boston uh, area transit is that it stops too early. Stops I mean, at uh, 2? Or? It stops at 2, but it used to stop even earlier, earlier than that. Earlier than that, yeah. And, and one of the things, though, that you realize is that if a bar gets out late— if a sporting event gets out, like the people who work at these events and have to clear up, clean up mm. later, they have to be out there. But there are devoted collectors uh, who absolutely love uh, – it brings back memories. But then any type of collecting you get into, you realize, oh, wait a minute, look at this. This is really interesting. And then you realize, wait a minute, there's another one and there's another one. And uh, next thing you know, someone comes in with a box of them. You've got a whole slew of things here. This is just a a tiny part of, I'm sure, what you have. But a whole slew of things, including, we'll get to the postcards in a sec. What's that that you're holding up? Well, this is uh, a magazine. Ah. Uh, Now, that that happens to be a a British, but there are whole magazines uh, of, on electric vehicles, on railways, on interurban, because a lot of it, was something that very, very was very much important to getting people to an area. Mm. Also, they were very important to the real estate people in the right. in the country. If you think about it, when you in, you can talk about the Boston area, but you could talk about any city that has an urban transportation. If you knew that the train was going to get extended to, let's say, High Park, which was early. Well, then if you bought up land in High Park and you started building houses for the workers that could then get in there, uh, that a lot of people did very, very well. In well, that. even even today, most people have an opinion about uh, public transportation in every city, and there are some issues. But when you think about the amount of people it carries every day and every year and the amount of commerce that is done because of it, it it's, it's so necessary. And as you point out, in the past, there was a certain flair to – it had more romance to it, it seems. Well, it had more romance, but also it had a big detractor. Uh, a lot of the major Detroit car companies were were actually, especially in the post-World War II era, very much against having – I could uh, understand why. Well, yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> sell a lot of cars. Uh, and now it's starting to get back to with the congestion in many of these cities, uh, what was happening and what was going on. Uh, and people are trying to look for all sorts of different routes and ways of getting people on public transit. Parking is a problem. Exhaust is a problem. Uh, scheduling is an issue. 
I'm looking at some postcards. We'll talk about these in a moment. But I would safely bet that a lot of the people who collect this kind of stuff might have had some connection to the T as employees over the years. Do you find that to be the case? Uh, the, the people have the connection as employees, yes, they yeah. do. But that tends to be a very small number. Okay. The more the people who collect it are the ones, in a way like me, remember getting on it when they were young kids. Maybe I took the bus to school. Uh, I was uh, in an inner city school, uh, Boston Latin, in the Fenway. And I would take I would walk across Franklin Field, get on the Talbot Ave bus, go to Dudley Station, which is being changed in name-wise, and then get on the bus that went from Dudley Station to Brigham Circle. And uh, twice during the day, they would go a little bit closer to English High School and Boston Latin School. As I look at these uh, postcards, and I'll have you describe what I'm looking at in a minute, you realize you can see a lot and re- really learn a lot about the city's history based on its transportation system. So here I have a stack that's huge. You've got others from California, New York, other parts of the country. These are postcards that you would mail to a friend or a relative that feature some form of public transportation, right? Well, some, not only some form of public transportation, but almost every single one of them has either a bus, a trolley, a subway train or a station, right, and or, or the bridge in the track, going uh, amongst over. or amid the various historic landmarks. I'm just picking up at random here. Here's uh, the what we call the Salt Shaker Bridge, Cambridge. Yep. Uh, here's something that's really cool. I don't know the date of this one. Boston in the future. It's a picture of looks like Model Ts or very old cars and a couple of trolleys. And balloons and zeppelins and all that kind of stuff. Well, who knows? Uh, Also, uh, one of them's hanging from the, so maybe a monorail type of vehicle. It's a monorail. Wow. But so if you're collecting this type of material, you can get into the old route maps, the old system uh, schedules, the timetables. You can actually get into the postcards. And a lot of this right now is not high priced. Although I'll tell you, there's a huge nostalgia. Uh, We have a colleague who's a good friend of ours in Cambridge who he gets a lot of the old, when they're redoing old stations, he gets a lot of the old signs and then sells the signs to people. And this isn't, of course, what I have a lot of it is the Boston area, but this is all over the country, all over the world. People like and collect that. Now, one of the things, most of the postcards you're looking at Mm -hmm. are probably from the 30s, the 20s, a few even earlier. The ones I have for California are very obviously newer cards. More more, more recent. (laughs) More recent, more modern. I believe I detect a cable car in there There, There's a cable car in there. And, um, but, you know, you can go in for a dollar here, a few dollars here. Uh, some of them might be 10, 20, 30. The maps that are frameable are a little bit higher priced. Some of the magazines that really go a little bit more into detail, you can get for a few dollars. So it's an area that you can collect and not spend a lot of money. And you can get just a few things that really you love, or you can end up getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items, and you can collect for the rest of your life and more. I would imagine, I I, I know someone who collects things that are like this, and they love to uh, put them in a a 
very beautiful and expensive frame and hang them as artwork. They're oh, ab- absolutely. Gorgeous pieces. Uh, the maps, definitely. You put together a montage of the postcards, mm-hmm. absolutely. The other thing is you also meet other people who are collecting the same type of thing. Right. And uh, next thing you know, you've got a whole bunch of friends. Um, I w- I've even heard on the radio TV that people who want to go every route. And, oh, and that's a huge – I mean, that's actually a huge undertaking. Well, that is that is a huge undertaking, and uh, it's it's akin to visiting every ballpark in the country, I guess, right? I'd like to do both. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, or you if you visit every ballpark, get a postcard or a yeah, snow dome yeah, or yeah. – I mean, it's the same idea, but it's almost a never-ending because not only could you look at these old postcards I have, you could probably go out now – Find stores, find tea stores, find and buy the modern version of the mm. same thing and look at them next, to each, next to each other. But the artwork on these postcards is top notch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- these were some of the best artists of their day. There were some of the best artists, some of the good photographers. Yeah. And again, in their memories of the past, but easy to access, lots of them around. You can go into stores, libraries, book sales, and pick them up, and you never know where the next one's going to come from. In the days of yore, uh, I'm looking at a picture of Washington Street, which is the major shopping area of Boston for so many years. Um, As the postcard indicates, there were no cars on the streets, but there were trolleys running up and down Washington Street. Absolutely. Right? Which makes sense. And you mentioned the L. And why don't you describe what that was because it's no longer. Well, so that that one used to run down Washington Street basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went from Forest Hills into downtown Boston. And, you know, it's a lot cheaper to build tracks if you have it above ground as opposed to digging down under. It makes great sense. So they or did, did that. Then, yeah. They did that. But all of that area underneath – the uh, it's become sort of almost a blighted area. It's mm. dark, never gets the sun. Uh, and I think one of the great things when they they took a lot of that down and uh, either with bus routes or underground or changing the orange lines, uh, really sort of opened the city up and made made it a yeah. much more I, popular I think area. New York City still has some of those in L's Ch- in, in Chicago, Chicago, of course. The famous uh, chase scene in The French Connection has one of the great Absolutely. examples. But, again, seeing it in the movies like that also increases yeah. the amount of collecting Collective and buying. and Interest, yeah. Interest in it. So someone comes into our shop. They call us up. They say, my father had this and that. We don't want to – in this case, they were really worried that one of the family members would just say, get rid of that box. They bring it into us. Everyone on our staff looks at it. We paid a fair price and go, boy, this is a lot of fun, and we start going through yeah. it. And then we know a bunch of collectors who are going to go, oh, wow. So that's it. You're the go-between. You're, hey, look at what we have for you. Look at it. By the way, any any tokens in the? No, there were no tokens in it, although for all I know, they might have had them, but they might have been in a different box. Or maybe they turned it into a necklace or something. <laughs> well, it, it, it can, it can, it can it, be fun. Well, you could uh, go, you know, nowadays maybe rather than collecting these, you could collect all of the passes, the old cards that you're getting now, the Charlie cards, the 
Senior tickets. The there's well there's so many different ones. Thirty, forty years from now, you, I, probably I'm, your uh, eye I've, scan or uh, I, or well, not even your phone. They'll probably just uh, have a chip in your tooth that'll allow you to walk through the <laughs> turnstile. It, it wouldn't surprise me well, in the least. I would want to add one thing, and that is uh, to get to your wonderful establishment on West Street. It's right by the MBTA. Park that, Street Station is right there. The, the, uh, the yeah, the red the line, line, the, the orange, orange line. line, the blue line. They all, because we're in downtown right by the common. Uh, and quite honestly, it's a great way to get in because parking can be a real issue. Uh, but the fact, you know, there's problems with it. Uh, but the fact that it actually runs and gets huge amounts of people. They're also talking now, one of the things that you talk, you were just talking about the tokens and the payment. There are people now saying that the public transportation, if you really want to get people to use it, it should be free. Yeah. And I actually think that's a fabulous idea, except they might get so many people using it, they're even going to have to do more work on making it run efficiently. Well, we'll, we'll have to deal with that, you and I, when we uh, take over the mayorship and as dual mayors and figure it out. And I'll make sure they have really good postcards and maps. <laughs> exactly. That's your job. <laughs> well, this has been fascinating as always. I wish, uh, well, I, I always say this, I wish people could see what we have here. But you can find out more on the website and go to brattlebookshop.com. And, and if people want to come in and see some of these things, they're welcome. As long as we haven't sold them all. <laughs> and, and, and we're always going out and getting more. But, uh, you know, it's fun. And you never know, you know, who would have said that, oh, someone walks in with a box and it's filled with old paper stuff. You look at it and it just puts a smile on your face. Download, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We appreciate it. We're growing in popularity all over the world and it's because of you and your interest. I want to say thanks to Ken Gloss as always. And uh, Ken, we'll see you next time on the Brattlecast. I love doing them. Thank you.